Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Talk Busy with Lizzie podcast. I'm your host, Lizzie. And today we are continuing our foster care series. Uh, May is the is Foster Care Awareness Month, and so I am a social work major, and I thought it would be really great to get stories out. Um, I love listening to people's stories. Obviously, they are sad a lot of the times, but also... I think stories are one of the most powerful ways to bring awareness to things, to talk about things, have discussions, and learn more. And so I love hearing people's stories, and I want to be able to bring these stories to you so that you can hear them, you can be inspired by them, you can take encouragement for that from them, um, and that kind of thing. And just so that you can learn more about what the system is like. Uh, so in this series, I have talked to some people who are have experienced the foster care system, but I've also talked to some people who have organizations that are there to help kids in foster care and foster families. And so that is exactly what this episode is and what another following episode will be that I have not come out with yet. But uh, today's episode, we have the founder of the Wishing Well Foundation. Um, Unfortunately, we were unable to do an interview over any like media well visual audible uh media but i was able to get the answers from her from erica thompson um pro the program director at the wishing well foundation and so I, I have her responses to the questions that I asked. And so I am going to share those and talk about them. But yeah, so that's kind of where this episode is going to be at. So it will only be me talking, but it is her answers uh, that I will be reading off of an email from her. Anyways, if you hear any weird noises, I apologize. I am recording this outside just because it's such a nice day and I really didn't want to just be stuck inside all day. And also because I have a stuffy nose, so apologies. But at least we have a microphone this time, so I'm really excited that I have a mic for this. Um, I do have a little setup at home that I like to use. I need to set it up again now that I'm home from college because I haven't done that yet. And also right now I am nannying, and so I just have a tiny mic, but it is better than it was. So I'm excited about that. Uh, this tiny mic makes it very easy to do it on the go um, when I need it, whereas otherwise, you know, it would just be only if I was at home or I'd have to just use the regular audio on my phone. So I'm very excited to have this mic. And anyway, I guess let's get into um, the answers from Erica Thompson. So, like I said, she is, well, actually, I'm going to give you a description of what the Wishing Well Foundation is. So, like I said, she is the program director of the Wishing Well Foundation, which is in Washington State. Um, and so I'm going to look, I'm, or I'm going to pull up their website, and I'm just going to walk through it a little bit. Um, where is it? Here we go. I have so many tabs open on my phone, it's not even funny. I think that might be my toxic trait. Anyways, <clears throat> I'm going to read directly off of their website. 
Um, they are located in Tacoma, Washington, uh, for specifics. But this is what it says. Our mission is to provide the clothing, supplies, and experiences unavailable to most foster kids and to retain quality foster homes in Pierce County by addressing financial barriers to accepting foster placements. The Wishing Well provides new and gently used clothing and school supplies to children 0 to 18 years of age who are currently placed in the foster care system in Pierce County and seven surrounding counties. We are the only foster support agency of its kind working in Pierce County and seven surrounding counties. We are a nonprofit support agency focused on the well-being of abused and neglected youth within the foster care system. And then they have some stats. It says there are currently 10,068 children in the foster care system in Washington State. This represents approximately 5.5 out of every 1,000 children in Washington State in need of basic care items. Um, so that is a little bit about them. Um... You can donate to them. They have so they have like an Amazon wish list, and then some other um, items that um, that they ask for, uh, which you can find on their website, which is thewishingwellwa.org. Um, and then you volunteer. They have a volunteer page. So you can contact them. Again, this is all on the website. And then, let's see. They want you to follow them on Facebook. The the blah, 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 the Wishing Well Foundation WA. So make sure to go check that out if you're at all interested. Um, and then they also have some events, so you can check out their calendar that ho that holds all their events um, on there. They have a graduation celebration Saturday, June 3rd, which is coming up really soon. Um, so this says, hold on, it says, come join us for a graduation celebration for all 2023 grads. The location is the Wishing Well. Um and then for any more information, you can contact Erica, and it gives her information on there. So, yeah, just go check out their website. It has all their events, all their information, donations, that volunteer information, all the good stuff. Um, I highly recommend it, especially if you're from Washington State or close to Tacoma. <clears throat> I am somewhat close. Not super close, but anywho... Um, I really enjoy like organizations like this and especially the events that they put on for foster youth, especially stuff like that, like the graduation that is like, it's a graduation party. It's a celebration. It deserves to be celebrated. Um, in, in a future episode, which will be coming out pretty soon, I get to speak with the founder of um Eileen and Callie's place and oh my goodness they do so much but again just making sure that I mean 18 is such a hard age for kids in foster care youth in foster care because you know that's the time where they're aging out they're going out on their own which is on one hand good you know they're out of the system but also they're on their own and it's really difficult and so it's it's just they have these events that they can celebrate that and so they can work, um, uh, at least at Eileen and Callie's place. They also have, she has mentors that these, cause it's a, it's a girls, um, 
organization or for females. And, but it's a time when they can have, um, when they can talk to mentors and get help for the things that they might need help with. Um, things that, you know, if you're not in the system, you might not think that you would need help with because your parents are right there. Well, you might know you need help with it, but your parents are there that you can just go ask. These girls and guys, I mean, all together, the guys and the girls don't have that. Um, I specifically think of Eileen and Callie, so I said girls, but just as a whole, they don't have that. And so having those opportunities is great. Anyway, I'm not going to give too much information on Eileen and Callie's place because I'm super excited to share that um, interview with you guys. But let's get back to the Wishing Well Foundation with Erica Thomas. Tom Sorry, not Thomas, Erica Thompson. I apologize, sincerely. Okay, so my first question that I asked her was, how did you get your start slash what's the story? And she said, my husband and I became foster parents in 2008 and quickly realized many of our children arrived with just the clothes on their back. We decided to collect items from our daughter's friends to help distribute to children entering foster care. We were overwhelmed with donations and decided to file for our nonprofit status. Things grew from there and we have been running and developing the nonprofit since 2011. Then I asked, what exactly do you guys do? And she said, we provide new and gently used clothing, books, toys, etc. to youth in foster care. We also host monthly events for foster youth. Farm day, pool rental, Christmas party, etc. And then, like I just shared, the graduation like celebration um i don't think i don't know that's necessarily one of the just monthly ones because it, it it's more specific but it is one of their events we also grant little with little wishes such as tutoring sports and camps etc i think that's so cool um so if you listened to my episode with tori hope peterson she talked about how i'm sorry there's some sort of emergency vehicle going by so you can probably hear the siren. I feel like half my episodes have a siren go on in the back. I don't know. Maybe it's because my dad's a firefighter. Who knows? Anyway, moving on. Um, Well, back to what I was saying. Not moving on. But Toriel Peterson was talking about how important it is for foster youth to get um, opportunities to do things. Whether that be events, um, sports, tutoring like um, Erica was saying, camps or job opportunities, all of the above, those are so important um, to just feel like a normal kid because they are normal kids. They're just going through hardships and they deserve to have opportunities like that. So I think that's so cool. My next question was kind of um, a three-in-one type question i said how do you feel the system needs to improve what is the biggest need for foster youth what about aged out foster kids and it kind of she just lumped those together she said our state needs to follow the mandated timelines causes our state sorry not causes i'm gonna re i'm gonna start over our state needs to follow the mandated timelines Cases are staying open way too long and children are languishing in care while their parents do not engage in services so obviously that has to do with the state um at the state level and i think that there's a lot that people can do by writing to governors i i mean yeah writing to the government writing to the state is 
important. I want to, I really want to do that. I haven't done that yet. I think I should do that. Anyways, my next question to her was, how can a regular citizen help? Like an everyday, you know, not necessarily a foster parent, but just someone who wants to help, has a heart for foster kids. And she said, donate items off our wish list or funds to help us purchase items to fill the gaps. So there's that. Also, like I said, they do have a volunteer form. Um, which would be super cool if you want to do that. I love the idea of, like, getting to volunteer places like this and donating. How do you connect with these kids? She said, social workers will send a referral and the youth or caregivers set up an appointment to come in and shop. What should people know about the system? So this is one of, I think, the most important questions that I've been asking people, uh, besides just sharing their stories, because, well, actually that and just how, how people can help. Um, because it, this is, this is exactly what I want is just <clears throat> learning, learning what this is, what happens in the system, learning what goes on. And so she said, the system is designed to protect foster youth and the goal is always reunification if it can happen safely. However, children are always in need of loving and stable homes that can serve as a bridge until parents successfully complete their court-ordered services. If that is not able to happen and there are no relatives able to care for the child, the caregivers are able to be an adoptive source. And so I think that this is just an overview of the system. And I think a lot of people don't realize all those things together. They like to pick and choose parts of that, but that is the whole, that is what, sorry, this is just based on like things I've seen online of uh, people like picking and choosing parts of that um, paragraph that she wrote. Um, and so I think what she said is really good and I hope that it helps you understand what the system is about because it's all of those things together, not one or the other. Um, there are a lot of people that push for solely adoption, people that push for solely reunification, people that push for solely whatever. And it, I mean, all three of those parts are part of what the system is about and what we need to uphold, um, what the state needs to actually work for and that it all, isn't always working for. I asked her if there any, was anything else that uh, she wanted to add and she didn't say anything. And then so originally, like I said, my goal was to go to these places and tour. Um, it was supposed to be a documentary, not a podcast episode, but it has become a podcast episode. And I'm very happy that this is how it worked out, but unfortunately I didn't get to take a tour or anything. But she did answer my question of if I wanted to take a tour, how that would look. And so she said that community members are always welcome to stop in on Wednesday and Sundays from 10 to 2 to see what they're all about and to take a tour. So if you guys are at all interested in going to check it out, highly recommend it. I think it would be really cool to be able to go check it out at some point and share a little bit about that. But currently I'm unable to do so, but eventually I would like to. So that was how that interview went. There's that siren again. I, God please be with those people help everyone to be safe and be okay just watch over them be with them let them feel your presence and save them if they need to be saved in jesus name we pray amen 
That's what I mean, my mom always did. That she she always prays if we go by if we go by a cemetery, if we go by an accident, if a fire truck passes. So my my mom was a firefighter. She used to be not anymore. Uh, she's a stay at home mom. She's a great mom. Love her. Um, well, there's some screeching of tires. Anyways, um, anytime we go by anything like that, she prays and it really inspires me to do the same. So I just figured I would do that really quickly. Anywho, uh, that was the, so those were the questions that I asked Erica and those were her answers. I really liked the answers that she gave. Um, I hope you guys like just how thoroughly and well she talked about it and I mean that was all in an email like imagine if we were able to have her like actually on here that would be so cool maybe eventually I will be able to but for now that's what we have and I'm so glad that she got back to me about that I know I haven't really been able to do anything with it for like a year but here we are finally getting it out to you guys I am so excited I'm so grateful um and I hope that this just gave you more of an understanding of what goes on, gave you some encouragement of some of the of one of the many organizations that are out there. And I hope that you guys just you were able to take something from it and learn from this. I hope you guys have a great, great rest of your week. I'm so excited to get the rest of these episodes out. Um, I believe, so that's what we've done four. So I believe that there are three more to do. Um, another one is going to be just like this because uh, the girl that I talked to did not want her voice or her name or anything like that out on the internet which I totally understand and totally respect. And so she told me she just wanted me to, um, uh, I recorded, I did record the interview, but I am going to just speak on what she said and kind of, uh, well, I'll, sa- I'll say exactly what she said. Um, but it is going to just be me talking and not her and I. So there'll be one more episode like this and then the other two will be just regular episodes with another per- with another person getting to talk and have an interview which I'm super super excited about. So I really thank you guys for listening to this episode and all the episodes of this series. I hope that they are very helpful to you and I'll see you guys for next week's episode. Have a great rest of your week and God bless.